Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, well, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD and be deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we're talking about all kinds of stuff having to do with the players, the owners, the CBA, the new rules, you know, the good stuff you really want to hear about. There's actually a lot. Sometimes that, that kind of talk can be a little bit uh, boring, I will admit, but not on this episode, not with everything that's going on right now in this world. A lot to be haggled over right now but before we get into all that patrick there were a couple little things in rocky land over the last couple of days that happened that we've we've mentioned but not really talked about so i i did just want to touch very quickly on the greg bird and tony wolter stuff i know we talked about it yesterday uh, i do think the greg bird thing is a very nice story with him getting to to come home uh to colorado we'll see if he ends up making the team but uh something that i didn't want to do with our, our our guest yesterday when we you know didn't quite have the time was dive into a little bit of the numbers and and you had talked about it how his rookie year out there in new york uh he had a pretty solid season there was a lot of promise a uh, guy hit 11 home runs in 178 plate appearances over 46 games uh, you know has, has never really been able to come close uh to matching uh, the production in, in terms of, you know, getting on base that year at a 343 clip, but he did hit 11 home runs again in 2018 in 82 games. So there is definite pop in that bat. You mentioned a possible platoon with him being the big 6'4 lefty. He's still 28 years old. So, you know, there, there, there's some interest there. And then with Josh Fuentes obviously being the other side of that, I, I think that's a, it, it's a nice story. There's no such thing as a bad minor league contract for a guy who's, shown an ability to hit some pretty big home run numbers in, in short time to, strikes out a lot and does the other things but the home runs are there and it's something you can dream on maybe a little bit i don't know <laughs> yeah when when healthy i mean he's he's been productive again you know might might strike out more than you would like i, I think his 2018 season was somewhat promising if you look at the batting average uh don't if you look at the batting average, don't. Actually, now, do not yeah, look at his batting right. don't average. Look, don't look at the batting average. No, no. Look, look at those. Look at those power numbers. Definitely are, are something promising, especially when you know you're you're looking at you know Josh Fuentes over at first base, who uh, is more contact based than than um, you know power based. Uh, and and consider too, you know, if the projected lineup, who do you have on the Rockies bench? And again, we know they're not going to necessarily contend. But they're not throwing the games away. They want to win those games. And Bud Black wants to push all the right buttons to squeeze a couple more wins here and there. And maybe you get lucky and something good happens. That being said, after Ian Desmond off the bench, what are your other options? Who's your big you know, left-handed bat <laughs> coming off the bench? Because all your best left-handed bats are already in the lineup. So yeah, Greg Bird could be starting, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so That's, similar story to, to David Dahl as far as you know, being injured and, and you know, having, having it not get locked in, but uh, you know, maybe just as good of a story, if not better that again, Grandview high school right there in Aurora, he's coming back home first, you know, Colorado position player with the Rockies in, in some time. I, I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, obviously you got Kyle Freeland here already and Colorado has been churning out a lot of really good ball players in the last, you know, decade or so. And, it, and it's nice to see uh, another one, Added to the roster to join Kyle Freeland. Was the pitcher that they just drafted? I've already forgotten his name. Oh, Case, Case Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's gone. He's he's off. We got Max. It's you gotta have a certain number of Colorado kids. You gotta have a certain number of Drews. That's always been a thing. You've <laughs> gotta have a Drew in the system, and it's up in the air whether or not Butera comes back. You know, you had Dubs and Pomeranz. Obviously, Goodman. I think as long as Goodman's around, then you've got yourself Drews in the organization. Well, I wanted them to go, you know, a little bit harder on the on the starting pitching. I mean, I know they got Chris McMahon in the draft at the beginning of the, the second round, but I, I ultimately the reason why they picked a, a prep catcher was because his name was Drew, Drew Romo. So I, I think now we understand a little bit more why uh, they, right. they, they, they reach, oh. in a sense – 
for Drew Makes Rommel. sense. Butera's gone. Butera's gone. Confirmed. There's no way Butera's coming back. You just solved that mystery there. He would have, but then, oh then, then you got to take somebody works. else in that compensation round. It's it's a whole thing. <laughs> one, one Drew on the field at a time. Love it. All right. Uh, the other thing, as, as I mentioned, Tony Walters, uh, the stash that runs the plash, the... Yeah, no, that one never, never quite caught on. Debate about how many bags he was allowed to have. Uh, signs with Pittsburgh, so out of the fire and into their fire. <laughs> but hey, yeah. he still got a job in Major League Baseball, so we're still happy for Tony Walters. Yeah, I have, I have an idea as to what it it might mean, but. You never know. Yeah, going going from the Rockies to the Pirates, it's kind of like Pat Vileka, going from the Rockies to the Orioles. Sam Howard was a guy who uh, was was with Pittsburgh last year. Again, Rockies <laughs> Pittsburgh connection. You know these these things tend to happen. We haven't had the we haven't had the Tigers Rockies connection just yet. Although you were you were pining a little bit for CJ Crone there for a while, so that would have kind of added up, but. Um, yeah, we, we wish nothing but Tony, but the best, it kind of almost seems as if there was, a um, uh, an unknown trade between Elias Diaz and Tony Walters. They were obviously together on the Rockies in 2020, but now they are, have officially swapped spots. And I think Walters has a, you know, a fairly solid opportunity there in Pittsburgh to stick around. I think the other options there, you know, Luke Maley, uh, Michael Perez, who was picked up from, um, you know Tampa Bay. Uh, they also have Andrew Suarez, so they they basically have uh, you know four number three catchers there, and it'll really just be about you know who can you know produce the mo- uh, the most, who can handle the pitching the best. I think Tony probably is is a favorite in in that sense in Pittsburgh. So uh, we we wish him nothing but the best, and and we hope that you know he he does stick in there and and maybe make for some interesting Pirates Cardinals matchups. When you've got you know Nolan behind the plate, Arenado in the batter's box, maybe Sam Howard's on the on the bump, it could be interesting to see how all that shakes out in in the NL Central and uh, and there there could be a couple other guys doing that too. I know we mentioned Jake McGee did sign with San Francisco. He ended up getting a two year pact with the Giants, and you know we, we could see some other moves as we. Have touched on so far this offseason. The Rockies have done a really solid job in bolstering that bullpen. Uh, they've gotten some praise uh, nationally too. Again, might not be a top ten bullpen, but certainly could be you know a top fifteen. And you know, with with there being somewhat of a numbers crunch and not as many young guys in that bullpen that have options, there could be a, a player or two on the chopping block, especially if Jordan Sheffield makes himself known as their rule five pick. You, you can only give those guys back. Uh, it, it's hard to bring them, um, slip them through waivers and, and bring them back to, to AAA. So Jordan Sheffield is going to get an opportunity. He's going to knock a guy off that 26 man roster. You know, Tyler Kinley has options to go down, but he's 30 years old and, you know, was pretty impressive outside of, you know, uh, two outings last year that really jacked up his ERA in a major way, which was the case for a lot of relievers last year with the shortened 60 game season. So, you know, if, if any of the other guys like Derek Rodriguez, if, if they decide to go with a six man rotation, he's in play. Brian Gonzalez was another guy that was a non-roster invite. And we could even see a few other guys get added this off season uh, as a non-roster spot, because, you know, there are less teams in the minor leagues right now, and there are less spots and less opportunities for guys to continue their playing career. And as much as we've already discussed this idea that, you know, any, any self-respecting pitcher starting, relieving or otherwise, you know, may not want to sign with Colorado because of the damage it could do to their ERA. Well, you know what? Hey, when, when you're down to playing independent baseball or hanging up your, your cleats altogether, if Colorado gives you a non-roster opportunity, you're going to take that. And, you know, if things go really well, Boom! You're back in business. We we saw it with Daniel Bard, to a degree. You know, we we didn't necessarily know what to expect, but he was a guy that, if uh, he he hung it up after getting invited to to Rockies camp, you would have thought nothing of it because you go, yeah, well, 34, 35 years old, hasn't pitched in the majors in quite some time. 
makes sense that that his career would have ended at that point. So uh, we'll still wait to see what happens. The Rockies even you know made a couple moves in the last few weeks to acquire two outfielders in for their system. Uh, Nick Longy, 25 year old guy who uh, I believe he was drafted by Boston originally. You know, spent some time with Cincinnati uh, in their Double A. Didn't do anything last year, of course. Um, but he'll be a guy that'll battle for some playing time in, in AAA with, with Albuquerque. So we should see him a little bit this spring training. Uh, Winton Bernard, I believe his name is Winton Bernard, 30 years old, a little bit older. So, you know, not as much projectability, but is a guy who has stolen uh, 40 plus bases in the minor leagues during his time. Again, he's going to round out the Isotopes roster because, you know, the Rockies system is a little thin on the higher levels of the system. I, th I think they've got a little bit more pitching depth in double A AA and triple A right now than they do offensively with their hitters. It might sound a little bit strange, but um, you know, Vince Fernandez was a guy that was taken in the rule five draft in the minor league phase. Uh, he's with San Francisco. You know, we did see uh, as Drew mentioned earlier in that um, case Williams trade, it would be great if it did turn out to be the case Williams trade. Actually it wouldn't, uh, for the Rockies, if it be if it's known as the Case Williams trade, then that's bad. That's bad. You have a high school kid right down the street in Castle Rock. You trade him to the Cincinnati Reds, who you know have had an eye on him, and he ends up being the best player out of the deal. That would be bad. Uh, as of right now, it's just the Jeff Hoffman Robert Stevenson deal. We'll see what happens with that, but. Uh, in that trade, uh, two for two, the Rockies did acquire Jamison Hanna, who sits somewhere in the in the uh, low teens for the Rockies. Again, not sure. He's probably more of a fourth outfield type for Colorado, so he'll be another depth piece. The you know the starting outfield for Albuquerque might not be that exciting. Uh, we might see Jonathan Daza. He could start the season there again, depending on what happens with the Rockies outfield, because right now you have to project, you know, Ryan Altapia out in left field, Charlie Blackman in right field, some type of platoon perhaps between Sam Hilliard and Garrett Hampson. One's a righty, one's a lefty. Uh, and then Ian Desmond could, could possibly be that fifth outfielder for you. So uh, remains to be seen what will happen with Jonathan Daza if he'll make that opening day roster. Is it better for him to go down and triple uh, A to get a little bit more seasoning? to get ready for the big leagues. Obviously, we didn't see him at all in, in 2020. He was at the alternate site, uh, but didn't really get to see any you know, live in-game action you would have liked to have seen with there being no minor leagues. So, you know, a bit of a bit of a challenging time. You know, one, one of the, the topics that we're hoping to get into today uh, with, you know, MLB players versus the league itself and, and health and safety protocols, if we get into it, are some of the details. And, and one of the things that has been hammered out is the idea that uh, there's only going to be about 75 players at camp this year uh, down in Scottsdale. So there's going to be a, a limitation. So essentially anybody that is, you know, double A or lower, we're not going to see those guys until the Rockies shove off to start their season. So it's going to be a bit of a staggered start for the minor leagues this year. You're going to have, uh, I believe AAA is going to start at its normal time uh, a week after the start of the regular season for MLB. It, it maybe is uh, two weeks after they've yet to release the AAA schedule just yet. They MLB did officially announce that all 120 contracts have been you know signed by the minor league team. So there's now 120. Every team has four minor league squads, low A, high A, double A, and triple A. But ultimately what we're going to see in spring training is about 75 guys coming to camp. So it's going to be big leagues and it's going to be triple A. Once those guys move on, then you're going to see double A and below. Those guys will now get their spring training. And so uh, really, for the entirety of minor leagues, you're going to see those start up uh, about May 1st, beginning of May. And uh, again, those schedules have yet to to come out as well. Some of the partner leagues have announced their schedules, but uh, nevertheless, you know, we'll kind of a wait and see approach right now with everything that's 
going on with, with the Rockies roster, if they're going to add anybody else, uh, if they're going to pick up anybody that does get cut. There is that potential. We, we saw it last year with Matt Kemp, who uh, was dealt to Miami, didn't really work out there. He was cut, and you know, for a 60-game season, he was all right. You know, the, the Rockies were able to utilize him as their DH and uh, had a better, better first month of the season than, than second month. Uh, but was definitely a big part of uh, you know why they were eleven and three to start the season, and so you certainly could see something like that happen again with the Rockies, maybe picking up a guy who's tossed by the wayside, especially you know when when depth is a factor. Hunter yesterday from MLB Network, Hunter Riser, uh, did mention the fact that um, you know pitchers are going to have a hard time this year in a lot of ways because. Only have making ten to twelve starts last year means their you know their arms and their bodies aren't entirely up to what they might normally be in a regular one hundred sixty two game season. So does that is that the case for uh, position players as well? Again, that that all kind of you know remain to be seen here uh, as we get started for uh, spring training pitchers and catchers reporting on Wednesday. And Drew reporting to the podcast now. I've, a couple I've, Drews reporting. To the pod. I was going to say, I, I think I fixed it just in time. I, I hope I fixed it. What appears, though, I exist in real time. I'll just say I agree with everything Patrick just said. I'm sure it was brilliant. Smartest guy I know. And I appreciate that, especially because, you know, I did did bring up some some old discussions that we had and why I I, I fervently believe I was right. And you know what? I, I guess it was, just took that one last <laughs> That one last oomph, and you've you now agree with me. Right. So thank I've, you. I've, thank I've you. come over to your side on whatever it was, you know. Until the next time we do. This. You look like you need a Breck brew right about now before we I, bring our guest in. I I really do. I wish I had one on me. We actually, actually, the the person who runs this household is on their way to get more Breck brew as we speak. So if you want to be like she is and and absolutely be taking care of business. Head to the local King Supers or a, a lift store. Maybe head down under the DNVR bar for a little bit of socially distanced Breck Brew drinking. Either way, whether you're grabbing that Avalanche Amber, the Mile High uh, City Copper Lager, uh, the Vanilla Porter, which you can now find all kinds of fun recipes for the Vanilla Tines Day there. If you go and follow Breck Brew on all their social media stuff at breckbrew.com, you know they got damn good beer. Yeah, I highly recommend you try all of it out. And you know, we know a damn good broadcaster, and we are very excited to get to bring him onto the program now, as we've started to do on a weekly basis to jump into some of these hot topics of the day. You know him, of course, as the voice of the Rockies on television at AT&T Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Drew Goodman. What's happening, fellas? How are we doing? Fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. All you know, all things considered, hanging in there. Right. Well, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time, especially you know from your car, as we can see here coming in from the the road. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a travel I'm a rambling man. That's right. That's right. Uh, car and- car is the best place to listen to not only our podcast because I that's a great spot. I I like to listen to podcasts if if I'm going out for a run. Uh, it's like it's like osmosis. I don't really listen to 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 what what's going on in my my headphones, but I absorb it eventually. And and car's a great spot to listen to uh, the Drew Goodman podcast. This week you had on FP Santangelo, Washington Nationals announcer, and some great stories. It has Tom Brady story. One of the best names of all time. My one of my favorites. I, I learned that his name is Frank Paul. I didn't know. I just I always knew him just as FP. Your podcast taught me a thing or two about what that stood for. How about that Brady story he told? Is oh. that not a great story? That I actually I like the Barry Bond story better. Believe yeah, it or not, because you, you just that's don't a good hear, one too. You do not yeah. hear that kind of insight about Barry Bonds. Anyone saying anything remotely nice about him, and that was that was really insightful about Barry Bonds' character. So I, I will tell you a Barry Bond story right now, kind of a clubhouse story, and. You know, I, I, that I've never told on my podcast. I don't think I. I don't think I put it in the book. I'm almost positive I didn't put it in the book. But you know, Barry had this, you know, reputation. Boy, you can't approach Barry Bonds; he's going to bite your head off. <laughs> and 
I've always felt, and I did mention this on the podcast, that he he's like a dog in that you know how dogs sense fear, right? So if you kind right. of are, you know, going up to him and, and you're and you're not confident or whatever, and, and you're worried is he going to bite my head off? He'll bite your head off. But if you go up to him with some, you know, like a bounce in your step or whatever, like, hey, I'm, I don't care that you're Barry Bonds. I'm just going to get an interview or whatever. Um, it, it usually resulted much better. So this goes back to when Matt Holiday was still a Rocky. And I want to say we were now into the 2008 season. Matt's last with the Rocky. But we were, you know, doing this this long um it may have been late in 2007. It doesn't matter. But Matt, you know, Matt had become a superstar level player, and he, and he had that unbelievable MVP caliber year in in 07. And so we were getting, we we're putting this huge feature together on him, and we were trying to. They were talking about getting different people to talk about what a great player Matt Holiday was. And I said, how about Barry Bonds? Because Barry Bonds was still the best player in baseball. And um, and they said, you think you can do it? And I said, you know, I mean, I I've always been. He's been pretty cool with me, and you know, it's not like we're best friends, but, you know, I, I'll give it a shot. I, I've always, you know, had some success with him. So Charlie Felix, a great photographer, he, he I said, Charlie, listen, we're going to go in the Giants clubhouse, but you hang out on the far side and just pretend you're doing whatever you're doing. I'm going to go over to Barry, and if I wave you over, come on over. So I go over to him, and we start talking. We just start BSing about various topics, not Matt Holiday, just various stuff. Well, I mean, he was in a really loquacious mood that day. And next thing you know, we're, we're talking. I'm not exaggerating. We talked for like 25 minutes. And finally, after about 25 minutes, I said, Barry, listen, um, I said, we're doing this piece on Matt Holiday. I said, do you mind giving me one like soundbite just on, on what you think of Holiday from afar? And he said, yeah, no problem. So I waved Charlie over. Charlie comes over, he rolls tape, and I said, uh, you know, Barry, you know, what are your thoughts on Matt Holiday? He, uh, he, I've never forgotten this. He went for two minutes and seven seconds. And you guys know, two minutes and seven seconds is like writing War and Peace. I mean, and it was, uh, and it, right? And it was unbelievable. I mean, it was like, I have the greatest respect for him. I love watching him play. What I mean, on and on and on, singing Matt Holiday's praise, but really well thought out, you know, stuff in talking about his swing and talking about, you know, how he's put together, all these things, right? I literally did the mic drop after. I didn't want to lie to him and say, and then ask you to follow up. I said, I said one question, Barry. Thanks, brother. And and I slapped him on the shoulder. I said, good luck tonight. And I walked away. And you know, it made it, it helped the piece. And this isn't about me, but it just you know everybody's experience, I always say this in life, you know, rather than hear what somebody else says about somebody, if you have a personal experience, it may be 180 degrees different than what other people say. And, I, and as I said, you know, my interactions and with bonds were, were, were fine. So um, that, that was a pretty cool one. And, and it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Cause I didn't think I'd be sitting there talking to him for almost a half hour as it turned out. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. And that that's precisely kind of going back to that conversation about, you know, who's a Hall of Famer and whatnot. Ask the, don't ask the industry insiders. Ask the players themselves. And, you know, we, we, we think the national media has a certain idea of, of what they think ballplayers in, in Colorado are like. And sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But to hear it from the guys on the field, hear, the, hear from the guys that are playing 162, and they've got to worry about their own team, yet they still see what's going on in those other clubhouses. And what's going on in the field with those other teams? So yeah, that'll. I'm sure that's uh, that's going on. Matt Holiday's sizzle reel. He, he, I'm I'm sure he got a VHS tape. He recorded that piece, uh, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Matt. Matt, obviously, uh, he, you know, Matt was one of those guys too. Great, uh, you know, historian, a modern historian, if you will, of the game. Really, you know, admired other players and liked to you know, look at other swings and talk to guys about the game of baseball. And, and I, I, one of my favorite periods for the Rockies, and I, and I guarantee it was for you guys as well, far be it for me to talk for you. But when Matt was a Rocky for those two months, a couple of years ago, I mean, that was, it, it just took us back and, and Matt's, you know, I, I've always loved Matt. He's a good guy and, and the influence he had on some of those young guys. And he also had a couple of big moments hit some home runs 
um, and, and some meaningful home runs. And I thought yeah. that was such a neat couple of months, um, you know, especially for, for people who had been around him and, and covered him back in, uh, you know, the World Series year is, uh, or year. And, uh, you know, as he grew to start him in a Rockies uniform, I'm, I'm glad that he finished those last couple of months in a Rockies uniform. I'm very glad that he did. I got a couple of opportunities to interview Matt Holliday. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things. For me, it was a, a bridge between two different generations. I think, you know, maybe the last time you were on or, or before we had talked about how Cargo was kind of the one guy who, when I first arrived to do this professionally, I was like, okay, I've got to get over a little bit of how I felt about him as a fan and this kind of aura he's got because by that time the rest of these, these are all young guys i'm a rookie nolan's a rookie charlie's been there for a year whatever we're all in the same you know uh but then when matt holiday comes and rolls around on that team again i'm i'm again i'm i'm that kid in college you know watching those teams do the thing and and i had a very similar experience with him where now he's not unapproachable or, or thought of it that way the way bonds is at all i don't want to give people that indication but it was definitely one of those you know he knew he was there for his month and a half uh, to, to do business and everyone needed a piece of his time because it was such a great story. And I'm someone he's never met before. Uh, I'm, I'm just a guy and, and I did a similar thing where, and, and he didn't have any time, you know, he's on his way to the next thing. I said, Matt, I, I will take no more than 60 seconds of your time. I've got one question. I just want to ask you about playing with these kids, man, just w whatever you can give me. I just want to say, you know, I really appreciated watching you back in the day. And he gave me, uh, a solid two minutes like he said I asked him for one he gave me two uh, it was a great answer and, and and he went on with his day and so it's just nice when people like that especially when it goes the other way when someone who's been built up is yeah what a great guy and then he he lives up to that you go yeah he's one of the good ones man yeah he was he, uh, you know Matt's great and um you know I had him on the podcast oh it's ooh, during during COVID and I, he's one of those guys that I'm gonna you know definitely have on at least once a year um, you know, bright, um, you know, articulate guy that, um, you got me. Yeah. There you got yeah. I was saying, you know, he's, you know, he, he's back in the family business back in Stillwater working with Josh, who's his brother is the head coach at, at Oklahoma state. And, you know, Matt's uh, two oldest, uh, his two boys are, you know, or Jackson and Ethan are, or I think they're both already committed to, uh, to Oklahoma state though. They're in high school. So um the beat goes on good genetics say. man hard to beat hard to, hard to beat good genetics man <laughs> right undoubtedly it, it's cool hearing you know holidays post playing career because again on drew goodman podcast when you're talking with fp i i thought it was really insightful to hear what it was like for him as a guy who hey he's known as a as a big leaguer you know he a handful of years in, in the major major leagues i remember him as as an expos player you know fantastic and memorable name certainly helps but you know after your playing career you know no one hands you anything on a, a silver platter and and to hear him kind of try to figure things out and what he was going to do next once he was done playing and and how he had to grind it out you know it, no one just gave him the job as nationals announcer so it's it's always interesting to see what these players lives are like once their career is done because that's that's such a small part of it there's a whole life to be led even beyond that you know, Patrick, one of the things I like to do is... I think he was telling me it was just an amazing question. I just, I think just that was really, I, I think that was it. Oh, no, we may have we may have lost him for a moment. But, yeah, no, I think that definitely what he was going to go on, fantastic question, one of the best questions he's ever heard. Um, now somehow you're muted, though, so we can't hear you. Can you, I bet Patrick can figure out a way to unmute you. It's been a fun technology day here on the, on the show. It's been, it's been, I was having it earlier. For some reason, uh, it says Mike isn't connected, which you're using your phone, so it's built in. Yeah. This oh, is, this is why you, you want to join us live, because this will, of course, <laughs> be edited out of the podcast. Of course. But tune in now. You hear some you know, MFs some you know, choice <laughs> language here and there but you know it's gonna get cut out of the pod but here the, is the only place that it's gonna exist live well he got rid of the mute for a minute and then it came back on so i don't know maybe if uh drew if you just try going out of the room and coming back in are there you know, something you're doing is making it go away and come back but it's fantastic <laughs> fantastic podcasting 
I may have to actually edit this. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, yeah, but we got we got Matt Holiday coaching at. Uh, I thought he was at Oklahoma, but but apparently it sounds like he's at State. Oklahoma State. Yeah. We got Tulowitzki down at the University of Texas. That is that was one of the biggest things I was so disappointed at when I moved to Colorado. And I go, you know what? We got the Rockies. Okay, great. We got the Sky Sox. Okay, great. But again, I'm I'm living near Denver. There's a lot of really fantastic colleges. I'm living near a major metropolis with all these colleges that are around. Oh my gosh! I, now I can get into college baseball. Ooh, CU Boulder. They're in the Pac-12. All those guys from UCLA. Wait, what? They don't have a baseball team? You got to be kidding me! All right, well maybe CSU. I can right. go to some of those Mountain West games. No, CSU doesn't have a baseball team. So it's. That's one of the disappointing things about the state of Colorado is, is not having all those top Division One programs. I know uh, MSU Online, the the Roadrunners, you know they they've got a good Division One club, uh, and, and they bring in some good talent. Regis University, but uh, it's nice to see that that Holiday and uh, Tulo and and all those guys are their uh, their their baseball life is is far from over, and certainly wouldn't expect that it would be. And you've got two days left, by the way, Patrick, to take advantage of that waiving the application fee at MSU Denver online. Since you mentioned it, 48 hours, huh? Check it out. Ooh. Yeah, it's lasting through Valentine's Day, the day of love. Apply for free. I highly, highly recommend it. Again, whether you're starting a new degree or finishing up an old one, you just want to get a new skill underneath your belt. Head to msudenver.edu slash online. Check them out. All kinds of great classes. I think we got drew goodman back we're gonna see if this works there he is yeah you know um i have to tell you guys can you hear me yeah yeah we've you got guys it. can hear me okay well here's the thing we all hate spam calls and since i'm normally when i join you guys um i'm on my computer but because i'm in my car I'm on the phone and i get a spam call we hate spam calls and that interrupted my, uh, you know, my interactions with you. Real quick, because um, I heard you guys your last bit, but I'll, I'll, I'll finish. We're talking about FP Santangelo, who, you know, who's my guest on the cast this week. And FP, um, I, I like doing that where I introduce, you know, people that are, you know, our fan base, our region may not be as familiar with, you know, Mark Granon, who former big leaguer, actually a Rocky for a minute. Uh, you know, longtime great analyst for the Sandy Padres on television. You know, Mike Kruko coming up. I've had Chip Carey, had Brian Anderson. Um, and it's and it's fun to get to know some of the other, whether they be broadcasters or broadcasters who are former. So I think it's it's kind of neat because there's a lot of great personalities out there. From the college standpoint, it is disappointing that you know Colorado and Colorado State no longer play baseball. We have a great um, state when it comes to. Uh, amateur baseball it's growing in talent so much i'm biased you know i have three boys who play and you know one's done playing in college one's playing currently in college and one's a senior in high school but a lot of good players and the d2 options in the rmac are good i know you mentioned you know ryan strain's program at um over at metro state and, and naturally unc and air force the only d1 schools but chris hanks over in grand junction at, at mesa that is a division one program masquerading as a d2 they're one of the top three or four programs in d2 in the country they do a marvelous job dave hadjik who used to be with the rockies doing uh, wonderful things in, in at uh, colorado springs cu colorado springs pueblo has new coaching staff really dynamic staff so there there are good options inside the state but i'm with you it's disappointing that you know, Colorado's not playing in Pac-12, and, and Colorado State's not playing in the Mountain West. Yeah, as you, as you said, you know, there's a summer collegiate baseball scene, too, that, that your sons have even, you know, played in. Uh, Rocky Mountain Collegiate League, Mile High Collegiate Baseball. So, uh, and those aren't just, you know, Colorado products. You have kids coming from all over the place. Up, up here in Boulder, you know, the collegians have had, you know, kids from Long Beach State. Uh, Division One programs, you know, all, all over the country. Actually, Stephen Piscotti's uh, younger brother, who was drafted, uh, you know, played with the Collegians. So yeah, there's. It might not be Division One, but hey, we know that that not all Major League ball players come out of the Division One ranks. You know, there are guys who are grinding it out. We we see it with uh, 
Uh, Dugan, who we, we hope to have on as a guest, a recent signing by the Rockies. Josh Fuentes came from an NAIA school. So that is one of the beautiful things about, you know, baseball, unlike some of the, you know, the, the other major sports is you can come out of just about anywhere. You know, if you've, if you've got a, a, a glove and are willing to travel, you, you can play ball just about anywhere and keep your career alive. Yeah, a lot of kids sometimes, you know, everybody's hell-bound on a state or SoCal and and what they – I try to pass along. I'm, I'm involved with a recruiting service, and I try to pass along to people that, um, you know, like high-level D3 baseball, NAI baseball, um, junior college baseball is, uh, is really top flight. Um, and on a given day, if you're the right pitcher on the mound – uh, you know, you'll go and beat, you know, some major college program in your D3. Now, that doesn't work that way in football or basketball because, you know, you have a literal, you know, baseball uh, Baseball is a completely different sport in that regard. So, yeah, yeah. Good stuff it's, to keep uh, in mind. And there's, there's going to be a lot of it out there to go and watch. Before we move into the, the final topic of the day, the – just all these rule changes, the CBL, these things we were talking about, just because um, Patrick had mentioned with FP Santangelo and on the Drew Goodman podcast, this conversation about kind of finding that that life after baseball. And you've witnessed some uh, favorite Rockies players up close and personal make that transition. We get asked about them all. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to see the transition that Ryan Spielberg and Corey Sullivan have made from uh, you know, these indelible members of the, of this loved team to these guys who are really doing fantastic work on the broadcast now and have, have made themselves, you, you know, into these these new versions of themselves. What has it been like? Because and I, and I know Huey, too. I don't want to leave him out of the conversation. We know he's a ball player as well. But, you know, with it just being more recent with you literally like being there, calling these guys in their big moments on the field and watching that step-by-step transition to what they're doing now. Uh, uh, let me tell you the key for all those guys, Jeff, you included, and I, and I never got to call any of uh, Huey's games when he played, but, you know, he was in the big leagues for, you know, for, for 12 years. So he right. had a, he had a wonderful career and uh, obviously Spilly did in Corey as well, but the one common denominator, I mean, those guys did everything in their you know, within their abilities to get the most out of what they had. And that's why they were big leaguers for an extended period of time. None of them were, you know, first round picks. Jeff Houston was a, you know, was a walk, was it, he was a, wasn't a walk on at Wyoming, but he, he walked on a junior college and then Wyoming, but he was an undrafted free agent, you know, Spilly and Corey both were, you know, after the fifth round, I think they were, you know, seventh and eighth round or eighth and ninth round um, draft picks, which are, as you guys well know, far from a guarantee that you're going to get to the big leagues. But the common denominator I was alluding to is that same work ethic, that same desire, that same um, thought of I'm going to put everything forward within my control to be the best broadcaster. That's what they do now. And the same thing obviously applied to when, when they were still wearing spikes. So that, that, that hasn't changed. And, you know, knowing their personality and knowing who those guys were as players, it's not a surprise that they've been so successful now uh, behind the microphone. And I, and I, I, I know people are, are probably going to Jeff Houston's, uh, baseball reference page and are going to be shocked to know, but he was a Rocky about 28 days for 28 days. He was a Colorado member of the Colorado Rockies was, was signed as a minor league free agent. Uh, and he was their first something, right? He was he their first rule five yeah. pick. Yeah. So That's he right. signed a, basically like a minor league deal. Uh, and then uh, the Mariners plucked him out and he was done. So 28 days in an off season with the Rockies. He's a, he's a Rocky. He's a Rocky. Counts. <laughs> It counts. No games, no games, but it counts. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember, I remember watching, yeah, I, I remember watching him play, particularly in Texas. And the interesting thing for me is that, um, you know, uh, you recall watching him. And then when I was brought in to do a um, kind of a trial uh, run through with him. I didn't realize he lived in Denver until I heard the whole backstory that, you know, he'd gone to Wyoming, he married a Wyoming girl and, and they had, uh, you know, long ago settled in Denver. 
um, as their home. So, you know, he's an adopted Coloradan and he's one of my favorite people uh, in the world. I'm, you know, I, again, I, I'm really fortunate to work with not only really talented people, but really good people and, and many behind the scenes as well. So. He was great. Hey, him. listen, fellas, I got I got to jump. Patrick, I, I told you, I got, yeah, I got to I got to run. I got to cut it short a little bit this week. I apologize, but I look forward to uh, um, jumping on next week. And uh, you guys continue uh, doing the great work. And and now we're going to actually have base like legitimate baseball stuff <laughs> to, to talk about um, right. coming up with uh, camps opening next week. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate the time. We'll we'll catch up with you for sure. Take care. Be well. Thank you, Giddy. Have a good one. All right, guys. See you guys. Okay. Yeah, it's that time. We actually have real baseball. I know. It's it's right around the corner. It doesn't feel real until it happens. It, it <laughs> won't feel real. But uh, yeah, well, you got to appreciate a guy who takes the time out of his day to literally talk to you from the seat of his car. Uh, so we, we always appreciate uh, Drew Goodman's time, obviously. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Drew Goodman podcast. You can subscribe to it on whatever you're listening to this podcast to right now. Uh, fantastic guests all the time, uh, getting deep into some topics. Uh, in fact, you, you're going to have to go and listen to it now because a couple of things we were going to maybe touch on with him there didn't quite get to. He does on his own podcast when it comes to uh, some of the new rules and the, and the new baseball. We'll tease the that new, one. His thoughts. Yes. Uh, yeah, Patrick, you 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 give us this tease. Well, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you what he said, but it that's was right. an interesting wrinkle of because again, it's so new, and that's again, that's what I love about this industry and, and working with so many great people um, like you, Drew. Like you, but so so many great people like uh, like my Other partner true. and uh, and and everyone else around in the in the Denver sports media because we're on the cutting edge of okay here's this thing and immediately what are your thoughts and you go I would have never thought about that and that's something that you know I might not have realized until you know September rolls around and you go hey you know what I wonder with these new baseballs think about it like this and that's yeah. what Drew Goodman does. Uh, early on in that episode and it, it kind of makes you take a step back it doesn't necessarily say it's a it's a bad thing but you know uh it just puts it in context really nicely and you got it. uh there there's yeah. still so much that you know to talk about when it comes to these new baseballs and and once we get into that it'll be fun but uh goody you know hit it hit it at the park uh no pun intended with his take on that yeah Hey, we were talking earlier about some big boys. We talked a little Matt Holiday. We talked a little Barry Bonds. And, okay, Bonds might have a little bit more than just Wagyu beef going on. But I'm sure the Wagyu beef helped. Big, beefy boys eat Wagyu beef. But you don't have to be a big, beefy boy to eat Wagyu beef. I don't know if y'all saw Nighthawk, who, you know, wonderful person, friend of the show, <laughs> uh, clipped my... Uh, mistake. I really wish I could go back and find exactly what it was I was trying to say. You just said the wrong thing. You just you said. I but. just said the wrong word. I just said just, that wagyu beef is good for your butt, and I stand by that. I until it's scientifically disproven, I'm standing by it. It's yeah. It's it's not wrong. It's like hey, Drew, we gave you the take sign, but you hit a double. So I mean, yeah, you were you you. you you aired, right, totally. but it, hey, no harm, no foul. That's right. what my, my high school coach used to always say, hey, no harm, no foul. So right. it's all right. It's good for your butt. Right. And Wagyu beef right there at Hassel Cattle Company, H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. You know my challenge remains open. It is damn good beef. When you use promo code DNVR10, you get 10% off. I'm a big fan of the bacon, the steaks, the ground beef, and the ground chuck. But if you're more into sausages i i really like the sausages i feel like i'm not getting the most out of them because i get very boring i get plain sausages so for me the sausage is great but i know they've got like a jalapeno cheddar Ooh. sausage thing going on that i think would be mm -hmm. most people's preference there so definitely check that out uh whatever it is man uh, if you're ordering over 200 bucks you get free shipping uh, if you've got the freezer space, I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you go in looking to just load up on all the little deals. You can get quite a bit of beef. You won't have to go to the grocery store for it in a while. So, or maybe ever again, if you're, if you're like me, and it's just, there's no reason not to. You get hormone-free, better beef. It tastes better. It's better for you. It's better for the animals and the environment. There, there's no downsides, zero downsides. So 
head over to hasslecattlecompany.com, check it out. And then, like I said, challenge is open. I, at this point, can pretty much guarantee you will not be disappointed in the quality of the product. You'll, you'll be the first. Let me put it that way. You will be the first person who said they were disappointed in their Hassle Cattle Company package. That, that person that person's not listening now and, and 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 even if and even if this podcast were to immediately upload like let's say onto your iPhone or Android like that YouTube album everyone who then would listen to that podcast still no one would be able to still. shoot you down on that no way just, Drew, are you the, are you the type of Irish person that um, if you even eat a tomato you're like ooh that's spicy you know what's funny? So I, I am you are, Irish, you are. Way, and, I, and I appreciate. So like, I like. There's a lot of spicy food that I really like, but there's a lot of. But like, I don't. But tomato. I don't know that spice is the problem. Not a big tomato guy. Oh, geez. All <laughs> there's right. A right. Lot of, so, yeah. Well, that that that's no, the joke. Like, like some people salsa. Spicy like, wings. I guess spicy yeah, wings. Give me give me right, some so spicy okay wings. That, yeah. I throw, well, yeah, I, I put sriracha on like pizza and actually Katie's got me now into putting um, uh, like that Louisiana hot sauce on barbecue or not barbecue on, on fried chicken. Tabasco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the, on the fried chicken. Yeah. Right. So no, I, I, yeah, but I got weird. I got weird ED problems. Yeah. Well, you, you, you put sriracha <laughs> on pizza. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. That's that's worse than pineapples, which I don't have a problem with. Well, a lot of people <laughs> if do. Anyone's listening. <laughs> a lot of people do. Are you are you the kind of guy that you want on your that pizza. orders those weird kind of like yeah? Let me get the slice with the uh, the chicken and penne pasta on it. Ding. You'll so do that, won't you? I I try. <laughs> so I, I get very anxious. Katie has lived this whole nightmare with me. I get so anxious because I don't like getting special orders i don't like telling people to bring me stuff special but i'm a very plain eater that's smart uh, you should you should not I, be doing the hey can i get this but could you yeah. no just get what's in it what's in it is there for a reason yeah that's it yeah so i i i try to order things that are just already as is on the menu but that sometimes means i i stick to a pretty like small selection of things. A Wagyu beef from Hassle Cattle Company mm. and fried chicken and pizza. Those are the three things. You're I a high-end picky eater. <laughs> I am. I and am sushi. And you're like, whoa, what? how can you be picky and like sushi? Well, the Wagyu beef thing, though, does make sense. At a that's fancy musician's night out, these musicians were way better than me, and I don't know why they invited me to play with them and hang out with them for the short period of time before they moved out to L.A. and joined real bands and stuff. But... They they took us out for a night of actually sushimi and, and sake and it was really high end and and my understanding was good but I was just I'm just pounding raw fish trying not to throw up man and not be rude <laughs> just 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 in there like I'm hanging on and I love you guys and this has been one of the coolest nights of my life and I don't want it to end with me walking out of here going it's raw fish. The only man to ever have sushi and then immediately go to a Burger King drive-thru. <laughs> Drew Kreisman. We probably did something. <laughs> totally that person. Uh, I figure we're already off the track, so we might as well. I, I feel like if, if we go opposite, it's like the George Costanza on Seinfeld. Let's do the opposite of our instincts. Let's not try to get back on track. And in doing so, we'll actually get back on track, which I think is actually work because I'm ready to talk baseball again. Oh, really? We've only got a few minutes left in the show. What's left? Because <laughs> Well, to be fair, 33 minutes is going to be edited out of the 49 be, minutes. Yeah. So we only have 16 usable minutes right now on this podcast. Uh, and I'm, I'm cutting mine out. My solo stuff is, no. Yeah, it's, I thought, no, I thought your solo work was fantastic. I'm getting the minutiae of minor league baseball. And again, I love it. But I don't know how many other people do want to really know about we're going to make know, some people love it. The double A Northeast North division, because now I don't know if you saw this, but all of the normal minor league names like Pacific coast league, as of right now, they don't exist. Oh, it's I just did see that triple A West. All, Will should have been there with me uh, for the wasabi and ginger trick, which I didn't know. So Will, next time someone offers to take me out for Sushimi, <laughs> I'm taking you with me, but yeah. So I'm of two minds about this one. Ah, all the fun names are gone. On the other hand, this makes sense to, you know, actual people. 
because even I think hardcore baseball fans, like I've had, um, I won't out anybody, but I've, I've had <laughs> uh, people tell me, you know, yeah, I was listening to the show. And then you started talking about the PCL and the South Atlantic League and the Pioneer League. And I have no idea what any of that means, you know, and it's just like, and, and it's like, and I, this person's going, I'm pretty well educated baseball person. And I know the minor leagues exist and there's triple A, double A, kind of the low levels. I understand all this stuff, but you know, I didn't, I have no idea what the pioneer league is. And I, and I get that, like you, you've got to want it and <laughs> to, to understand what the pioneer. League. So when you see like triple A East, What's that? Well, those I, that's the triple A that, level right? for the teams that play in the East. Like, oh, and it would have the sense. teams that you expect in it too. So it's like, it's a little mechanical. It's a little like the robots are taking over and the matrix is coming to rule us. But I do think it just makes sense to normal people. Here's the thing that, again, this is like Drew Goodman talking about the new baseballs and starting a conversation. How about this for a conversation starter? Because again, there's not too many people I, I get to talk to minor league baseball about, uh, and 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 that's the that's the topic for this moment. So we don't have the Pacific Coast League, we don't have the Eastern League, even though all these leagues exist. And in fact, they created one brand new league that was being called the Mid Atlantic League at the time because it exists. Well, you guessed it, in the middle of the Atlantic region. But I was what say about the middle this? of the Atlantic Ocean? Right. And but what <laughs> about this? And this was this was part of the reason what MLB wanted to do by taking over minor leagues because before they were just two separate entities that created a union together. Minor league baseball was its own thing. Now it's not. Now there's no capital M minor league baseball. It's just the minors now essentially, and MLB runs it. But one of the things that they want to do is is have national uh, advertising. So now instead of you know, all of these teams like in Albuquerque going around to the neighborhood to try to drum up all these sponsors and things of that nature. Now you could have uh, a mega company like Breck Brew being the official, you know, beer sponsor of all of the, the minors. And you go, oh, that's right. great. It's going to be served in all the minor leagues and Breck pays for it. They get their money's worth and it works out really nicely. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that model comes from the G League which was previously the D-League for the Developmental <laughs> League. And then Gatorade got their hands on and said, hey, let's sponsor it. So my thought is right now they've got no names. Right now it's just AAA East, AAA West. What if the plan is to get sponsors for all yeah. of these leagues? And so now instead of talking about the Pacific Coast League, now we're talking about the Strava Craft Coffee League. And people right. are even more confused. Good for Strava Craft Coffee. We want right. them – to be the official named sponsor of AAA. Right. But at the same time, now baseball fans are going to have no idea. Strava Craft Coffee League, is that, right. can I sign up for that? Is it intramural? Is it a softball league? What is that? Yeah, I wonder if there's a way to, you know, and, and too many too many words can be a problem too, right? If you made it like the AAA East by Strava Craft Coffee or something like that, or, or sure. you know, the, the AA South by Breck Brew, something like that. But that, that, that might be just a bit too much. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, learning what I've learned over the years, uh, I, I've come to hate the sponsorships less and less. Is that maybe because, you know, they're paying our paychecks and they're the reason we get to exist here? Maybe. And it depends on, you know, your sponsors. It it, it really, I, I think the kind of company and the, the values of that company and the quality of that company should matter to you. And so... You know, there was kind of that whole conversation around um, ball aerospace uh, when they, mm -hmm. you know, and, and ball arena and, and people going like, hey, the name is kind of weird, but most people around here really like ball and they employ a lot of people and they're, they're, they're a really highly rated company. And so there was a talk about that. And, and so I think, yeah, if you, it's all going to depend on them, but I, I would even be okay with leagues because ultimately it brings it brings money in and and you want money in minor league baseball you want minor league players getting paid better you want them to be able to be in better facilities you want them eating right that all costs money and if it can be paid for by companies that have a vested interest in the community and in in making that something that they can be a proud of, uh, proud of like like you said if you do it the way we've done here with our you, you know, it, it it is kind of funny walking around my house, man, starting the day with the Strava Craft coffee, getting out a couple of Wagyu hassle cattle beef patties for uh, 
uh, for lunch, you know, using my free Sonicare uh, every morning and night that I got from Green Mountain Dental. Uh, it, but it's like they're good products and, and we like them and they're local companies. And so if you can do that, yeah, man, go for it and, and bring some money these kids ways. There's, there's been some reporting recently about this, too, about some of the the salaries going up. And that is good. But uh, all that stuff needs to happen more. And if that's the way to do it, I'm all for it. Yeah. And it's not going to turn fans away. Like if, if, again, if we're talking about the Strava Craft Coffee League or, or how about the Strava Craft League instead of the PCL, now it's the SCL. So, again, people go, oh, I don't like that name, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, are, you, are you going to an ice dubs game? You're damn right you are. And, and yeah. so am I. Like we're still totally. covering it. It's just like a little type of minutia for, for the industry to, to figure out. It's kind of like how, what, wasn't it uh, the playoffs by Camping World or – Deuce right. on, right? You go, what is right. Deuce on? Like, that was the weirdest thing in 2018 when, you know, we get to Coors Field and, you know, all the national media is there for that 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 game three against the Brewers. Deuce on's everywhere. And you go, by the way, what is Deuce on? You go, oh, it's a Korean construction company. Right. Naturally. Naturally. Right. When you it's think like, of well, the playoffs. I guess I'm going to buy a yeah. crane. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I did I did look to see how much a down payment on a tractor was. So I, maybe it did work <laughs> to a it certain degree. <laughs> oh man look yeah just just have fun with just let's all remember that minor league baseball is supposed to be fun it's also supposed to be an important development proving grounds for young players but fun all the fun things hashtag keep minor league baseball fun and hashtag make major league baseball fun (laughs) one is keep one is made and and you know it, it that's you know after not having minor league baseball last year just having it I think is great. So, you know, you can, you can make these little changes here and there with the names, or if you want to go so far and, and, and have advertising on the, the helmets. Okay. Or, or a little small thing on the, the batting practice Jersey, anything that's going to bring more money in the game. That's going to, again, filter down to the, the quality uh, of lifestyle for the players is going to be great. And, you know, one thing that we, you know, we've seen in the, the pioneer league, which is now just a partner league, it's professional, but it's not in the minors. It's not affiliated with the Rockies at all in any way. Is that they're going to uh, six game series? So now I believe Monday is essentially a travel day, and so now they get to travel. They don't have to worry about getting on a bus at at one a.m. in the morning, going somewhere else, and playing a, a night game after sitting on a bus ridiculous. for eight hours. It is, and so yeah, you go. Oh man, you mean for a whole week you're going to see the same team? Yeah, for a whole week you get professional baseball. Yeah. For a whole week, it happens to be the same one. Yeah, you know the the, the jerseys are still going to change. They'll they'll jazz it up, whatever it is. But you get baseball, and I think, you know, for better or worse, that's that's one of the things about the pandemic that's forced us to do is kind of be a little bit more grateful, be a little bit more thankful for the things that we have. And yeah, we we may want things to go back to the the previous you know way of of being. Um, but you know, for for not having it at all and and knowing what it's like to have nothing. Sure, sign me up for a six-game series in order for the players to have you know a better life and better facilities to to play and train at. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm ready to embrace this new world. This is something we're going to jump into much more deeply. Hopefully, uh, hopefully as soon as next week. Uh, but we're definitely going to be diving into everything that's going on in the minor league world and and having some fun with it. We do have more thoughts on you know, the, the players versus owners and, and the CBA and new rules, all that stuff. Uh, we didn't totally get into it. Some technical difficulties here today. And I didn't want to truncate and, and shorten and, and cheapen those conversations. We really want to dive into those. So be on the lookout for that at some point next week for sure. And uh, when we have Drew Goodman back on, we'll get his thoughts on those things as well. You're definitely going to want to hear all of that. So. Uh, we appreciate you all sticking through it with, with this one. I know it was a little bit of a tougher episode. We appreciate you all so very, very much for being there, hanging out with us on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies, for subscribing to the DNVR.com where you get all that written content, plus you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar, and you get to hang out with us in our private chat room in the Discord talking about all kinds of stuff, literally anything you can think of. We're in there hanging out. You get to chat with us or anybody else in the community for that matter. Actually, chatting with us is, a, is that's okay. That's a bonus or whatever. It's the other, I, I, you guys run the conversation. You're absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, and we really appreciate you all out there. Keep being absolutely awesome. I promise you that we will keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.